0: Welcome once again here on the Regional Radio Sports Network. My name is Paul Condry. I'm the president and founder of the Regional Radio Sports. Now, we're glad that you've stopped by here today. Once again, as always, privileged to put the headset on and hang out with my longtime friend and I tell you what, one of my favorite people in all of education-based athletics, Tony Natale, tremendous coach during his many years here at, on the campus of Bethel University in Mishawaki, Indiana. Now he is the AD, so we welcome you to the second edition of the Tony Tally Show. Tony, it's been an exciting time here on the Mishawaka campus. I know a lot of teams off to great starts. Uh, Obviously, the men's soccer team ranked number one in the country, certainly playing well. Volleyball team off to a rip-roaring start. Women's soccer, Jason Freeman's done a spectacular job there, and men's and women's tennis getting underway. You got the ball. Tell us what's happening here with the Pilots.
1: Well, it's been a a great month of August, that's for sure, Paul. We've uh, enjoyed a lot of success on the field, on the courts, but, but more importantly than that, we have great kids, the <laughs> and uh, just excited to get the year started. We had our all-athlete meeting a few Sundays ago, and just the uh, the culture in that room and just the vibe in that room was just very exciting as we talked about Jesus being first and being at the center of what we want to do and then uh, looking at the success we've had on the floor and on the court. But, yeah, it's been a great fall so far, so we just want to keep it going.
0: When you look at trying to set the – your job is to set the table for the coaches. You've been in that position as an assistant coach as well as a head coach. When the AD sets you up for success, you are going to have success if your heart's in the right spot.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, that's exactly what I try to do, is put them in a the position to be successful in, in in any way I possibly can, whether it be through admissions or financial aid or whether it be just uh, for their the, the culture and the experience on their team, but it's been it's been great, you know, the fact that our women's volleyball team is 11 and 0 starting out and ranked number 16 in the country's best start in school history. So, we're excited to keep that uh rolling and uh like you mentioned our men's soccer team, Tiago Pinto's t- uh, squad ranked number 1 in the country and they're 4-0 and uh, 1. Uh, tying a really good Oklahoma Wesley team a few weeks ago. Uh, Jason Freeman, as you mentioned, man, just doing a phenomenal job. And the fact that that women's soccer team is 4 and 1 right now, uh, and then have another. Big game coming up this week with Michigan-Dearborn. So uh, we've got off to good starts there. Jamal Henry's got his tennis teams, men's and women's teams, off to a 1-0 start up with a conference win against Mount Vernon. Uh, women's team receiving votes in the nation. So uh, we're just excited by what we've uh, been able to do, and we're excited to see how God works as we move forward.
0: And one of the ways things can really work, if you're a fan of the Pilots, <laughs> And especially if you're an alumni, one of the most important things you can do as an alum is to be able to give back. Whether you give back whether it be financially or give back in prayer. And I want to talk about that because I think that's a pivotal part that we need, especially in Christian education right now. As a matter of fact, higher education, uh, for all intents and purposes, that is the most important thing we can do. To I mean, if you were an athlete here at Bethel University and you had a great experience, Wouldn't you want another athlete following your footsteps to have that same type of experience, same type of opportunities? And I think it's pivotal that our alumni give back to this institution.
1: For sure. I mean, uh, I think a lot of that, honestly, Paul, is that uh, I don't think they know how. I don't think they've been taught how to do that in today's culture. So one of the things we're starting this year, the first year we've done this, it'll be interesting to see how it goes, but uh, I've instituted a, a pilot club initiative with our current kids. So I, I talked about this at our all-athlete meeting, and our coaches know this, but freshmen. Uh, athletes that are here right now at some point during the year they're expected to give me five dollars toward our pilot club sophomores ten dollars juniors 20 and seniors 30 and it's not about the money it's just about uh, creating a culture where they're used to giving back for what they've been receiving and my thought behind this is after four years if they do this, uh, they've now developed a habit of giving to the institution that's given so much to them. Now when they graduate, they'll continue that habit, hopefully, and give back to the programs and the coaches that have uh, just invested so much time in their lives. So we'll see how it works, but that's what we're excited about, trying. Well,
0: I think God's going to bless this initiative because if you look, you look at Malachi, Malachi 3, it talks about the importance of tithes and offering, and then when you're willing to give – got that opportunity to bless you in return. This is an absolute no-brainer. And if you're a former athlete, I know there's a ton of fa- former pilots out there, we've been doing men's basketball uh, for well over two decades now, and we've been blessed to go on the road, have all kinds of opportunities when you were working with Coach Mike Lightfoot when yep. he was the AD back in the day, and it was so so many things that we got a chance to experience. Now I'm seeing some of those athletes are grown men, they've got families of their own, but still, some of their responsibilities still lives to help those who put you in that position. And I would really encourage, as a matter of fact, quite frankly, I would say, hey, you need to to help when those opportunities arise. And this time, uh, where we're at in education-based athletics, we need your help.
1: Well, we've got, we have so many student athletes right now, you know, we're past our 500 plus with our total number of student athletes and we've grown, uh, but we don't want to lose anything we've been able to do. We've the personal touch, what we do, and we really want to give these, uh, these kids the best possible student uh, athlete experience we possibly can. So anything that can be done to help us in that way, financially, definitely praying for these kids. I mean, uh, today's World, uh, these these athletes that are here need a lot of prayer just to, to continue to, to fight the good faith and to continue to be what they need to be to be light in the world. So, anything anybody can do through through prayer and just supporting that, that would be great.
0: All right, we have a special guest with you here today. One of the things that we wanted to do with the Tony and show is Tony wanted to bring along people who are tremendously supportive of athletics here, not only here in regards to coaches or athletes or trainers, sports information, because we've got people like Jacob and and Luke who do a tremendous job in those regards, but other people, that people may not understand the dynamics of how pivotal a role they play in the big picture of making this a successful situation, right?
1: Oh totally and when we talked about this a while back, even the show starting and you mentioned this format of having a guest. Uh Doctor Ken Eby was somebody I thought about in right away because yeah it fits exactly what you talk about. He does so many different things in the department here uh, athletically and at the, at the university as a whole, uh, that people don't realize and they need to realize. So we're excited to have Ken on our show today and excited to to, to welcome him. Ken, first of all, thanks for taking time
0: to uh, visit with us today. I, I'm encouraged to to know because there are so many people that play pivotal roles mm-hmm. in making something go. I mean, whether it be a person who is uh, a janitor. To be a person who's doing campus security, uh, sports information. We're talking about people, tireless amount of people as well as uh, volunteers to make things happen here on this campus and in campuses across the country. That's servant's role. That's what mm-hmm. Jesus did better than anybody else. He showed that with his heart and with his actions. And I know that Tony tells me that you've got an incredible servant's heart. So I wanna start right there and say, thank you for your servant's heart. And tell us a little bit about uh, where that comes from in your, pers- your case. Oh,
2: thank you, you're very kind. Um, so I've been at Bethel for 17 years teaching um, I love the students here. I love um, the coaches. And when I say love, I, I mean more than just I love a hamburger. I love <laughs> these people. I, I am honored to be able to pour into their lives. They pour into my lives all the time. And uh, I was a, an intercollegiate athletic or athlete for a year uh, playing soccer. So I, I understand the rigors of what these athletes go through in preparation. I understand the rigors of what it means to be in the classroom and on the field and so to be able to give back to them is just an honor
1: his role for you tony Man, I couldn't even. We could develop the rest of the show. That's what we get here for. So, but yeah, he he does so many things. Kent, uh, you know, he works very closely uh, in compliance, uh, just making sure all of our uh, athletes that we have are eligible and maintaining progression into their degrees. Making sure they're doing those things. Probably the biggest thing in that area is whenever there's anything that needs to be done, uh, troubleshooting wise. I mean, uh, Kent's on it immediately and I can text or call him immediately and know that it'll get done I guess as, as an ad where my uh, bandwidth is pretty limited with all that I have to do it really is good for me to be able to turn those kinds of things over to camp because I know they'll get done I don't ever have to worry about it I know it's going to be done in the right way uh, mentoring many of our student athletes he, you know he comes to a lot of our Games, a lot of our matches, kids are always talking to him. Uh, they have him for class. They see him around campus. So that mentoring role, just knowing that he's there for our student athletes, is huge as well.
0: Kent, uh, let me uh, break into this for a potential new student athlete, okay? Who's kind wants to come in here and say, hey, listen, I want to know more about being a student athlete here on this campus, and they want to say, okay, compliance is going to play a pivotal role. I have to have a great relationship. With the compliance people because i want to be able to get the most out of this educational as well as this athletic experience so can you speak to to me what the faculty athletic representative as well as the person who's in clients what falls under your quote-unquote hat of responsibilities
2: so i work really closely with our compliance officer uh, john natali he's the one that he does all the legwork. he's the one that um makes sure that they're filing all of their required documentation with the NAI. He's the one that checks everything and gets it to the registrar and makes sure that academically everything's in order. Um, I work really closely with John, so if there are any questions, if there are any issues, then either John or myself, we reach out to the NAI and seek to resolve those issues, those questions, uh, working with uh, the student-athletes as well as their, their parents, if necessary, to make sure that everything's in place for them to be eligible and to remain eligible. I also work really closely with the faculty. So if there are any questions as it relates to um, student athletes who may be struggling with the class, then I can talk with the faculty member and see um, kind of as a go-between between between the coach, the athlete, and the the faculty member to see what that student athlete needs to do uh, to remain eligible uh, and all the makeup work, any extra work, anything that needs to be done to keep them eligible. So, hypothetically speaking, softball players,
0: baseball players, you know, you just never know if you're going to play from one day to the other because you're kind of, you know, where we're at here in northern Indiana, you've got the weather as a. Uh, So the next thing you know, Seth is calling me on my phone, the the baseball coach, and saying, hey, listen, we're we're, we're going to flip-flop sites. We're going to go, instead of playing a game, a doubleheader here today, we're going to go down to so-and-so place. And thus, a student thinking he's going to be able to have to go to class here. So does any of that type of situation come back to you where you have to, you know, be the go-between that and the professor? Or is is that left up to the student and the professor to have that dialogue?
2: So I will get involved if I need to. Um, I'm constantly encouraging the athletes to be as communicative as they can be with their, with their professors, um, meeting with professors, explaining to them um, that sometimes the student-athletes don't have control over what that schedule is going to be, especially with baseball and softball. Um, the conference is the one that determines the games. Um, and just making sure that they're communicating with one another, Um, interestingly, um, even this morning I had a student athlete who was away for a match and he forgot to reach out to me and I make sure that all my athletes in my classes know you need to let me know when you're going to be gone, even though the university also lets me know when they're going to be gone. And, uh, he texted right at the beginning of class, apologizing, saying, sorry, I forgot to reach out to you. What do I need to do? So I was able to make that connection with him and uh, make sure that he's current on everything that's required for class.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, we all want our student athletes, we all want as our kids, we raise kids, that we want them to have some personal responsibility that, hey, listen, I need to take care of my business. You know, there's a fine line of balancing between, hey, listen, I'm being responsible, but we don't want to enable as well. And so there's that. So how were you
2: able to discern that based upon uh this just personal relationship with the students a lot of it's personal relationship um i have a lot of them in class and i spend a lot of time with the teams and the coaches just getting to know the the student athletes um i tell my students all the time once you've had me in class you cease to be my student now you're my kid and so they're my kids and i treat them respectfully as i would treat one of my own children and i would like to have that respect back from them, and they always give me that respect. So, yeah, just building the relationships.
0: Tony, I want you to take me back in time when you were an assistant coach and when you were head coach of the track team and you're working in a situation with Kent where you, uh, you maybe have a little bit different relationship than you have right now as the athletic director, mm-hmm. has he changed so at all in the 17 years, or the way you go about in your dialogue and, and, you know, interaction with him changed?
1: Now, from the time I've known Kent, which has been a while, you know, he, he's been consistent, exactly the things he talks about, the personal relationship is huge, and uh, from my perspective, just the, the accountability and just knowing that these kids will be taken care of and and talked to in a way that they can understand what they need to get done. A uh, great example is uh, can't ask me. Uh, earlier last summer to speak at the faculty retreat that they have every year and uh, there were three sessions about an hour each session where I could go in and talk a little bit about my vision for the athletic department but more importantly than that just answer questions. There were a lot of questions that the faculty had and a lot of question and answer time that I found out very quickly things that I would assume people would just know I had to spell out. And and it was such a good time because uh, the faculty knew things they didn't know ahead of time once we got through that. And that would never happen if Kent would have got me connected with that.
0: I know that, uh, once again, traveling with you a lot when you were involved with men's basketball, there was always a period of, of, of devotions, whether it be you leading devotions or Coach Lightfoot was leading devotions. And I know that several of the pro- programs here on this campus all have that. But I know that Kent has been actively involved in devotions with the student-athletes. So, Kent, can you speak to uh, your interaction with the student-athletes? I mean, let's face it, not everybody who uh, is a student-athlete here on this campus as a personal relationship or has accepted Christ as their savior. So uh, we can't assume that everybody knows Jesus. And I, obviously that would be our ultimate as the, as the leaders of the community is to be able to share our love and our, our, our faith in Christ. And that's really the ultimate goal. So can you speak to uh, what it's like sitting down at, within this school and talking to those teams as well as those athletes when that very important topic gets uh, uh, brought up?
2: Sure. Um, so when I meet with the teams and share a devotional with them, the one thing that I want to make sure that they they recognize in our time together is that I don't speak down to them. We speak together. And so it's a safe space where they can ask questions, where they can um, see how how much of a difference Jesus has made in my life. So it starts with how I can reflect Jesus, and then challenging them to consider that in their own lives. And so, for example, um, the men's basketball team went on a mission trip this summer, and Coach Draven reached out to me. I've, I was a missionary for 13 years in Russia, and he said, hey, what can you share with us about how to prepare for a trip like this? So I got to spend 40 minutes with the team the day that they left and just gave them some ideas to think about, gave them some things to that they may encounter while they're over there, um, and then when they came back, so Coach Draven kept in touch with me and with with all of the sponsors. And uh, when they came back, we spent about an hour just unpacking that experience and debriefing it with them and helping them to um, to make sense out of it all, not only f- mentally and emotionally, but spiritually. And that's such an honor to be able to do that.
0: Tony, for you as the athletic director and the guy who's now in charge of uh, making sure these things, these uh, these opportunities arise for for people like Kent. Uh, what do you What do you want people to know who have, don't know what Kent Eby's all about and what is he doing for their student athletes or future student athletes? Yeah,
1: I mean, this has a heart for the Lord. I mean, but you know, before anything else, more importantly anything else. Jesus comes first, and I know in his personal life that's the case, and with the student-athletes he comes in contact with, that's the case. Um, It's a rare person that can have that as their personal uh, set themselves but can also share that with kids without talking down to them, like he said, without uh, reaching them on their level. And as you know, our, our athletes that we have here, we, we have the whole gamut when it comes to where they are with their walk with Christ, and frankly, I love that because it's an opportunity to, to uh, witness to them and show them what Christ does has done for us in our life. Whenever we have an opportunity to talk to our kids, I try to be very real and tell them, hey, you know, when I was your age— Jesus was not part of my life at all, and I see how he's directed my steps even at that point in my life, even though when I wasn't praying all the time for him to do that, I see how, he, how he's directed that, and that's very impactful to me, and I hope to share that with our kids, and Kent does the same thing.
0: Kent, you talked about your, your your mission trip and and all the things you're involved in. I know you've been involved with the uh, with the missionary church. As a matter of fact, I was excited to see you were with my good friend Dr. Kikuteski up in Alaska. Yes. My wife Tiny and I are going to Alaska next summer. I need to pick your brain on that particular topic, uh, kind of gets an idea. But when you when you look at where you're at and all the places that you have, all those experiences that you've had, and now you're back here at Bethel University in Mishawaki, Indiana, and I'm sure just like Tony just alluded to. You weren't always where you needed to be. Right. And it really is not that we're not concerned about the beginning as well. We're concerned about the end. Where are you at spiritually when it's all said and done? Mm-hmm. So can you speak to uh, the evolution of you? I hate to use that term, but the evolution <laughs> of your faith, if you right. will, uh, from the time you, uh, you know, finished up in college or while you were in college to where you're at today.
2: Mm-hmm. So when I was a student athlete in college, I wasn't a believer. I was at a Christian school, but I wasn't a believer. And... um I saw Jesus in a lot of people, but it wasn't something that I was interested in at that time. Um, Graduated university, ended up transferring from the small Christian school where I was to a big state university, not playing athletics, just getting my education. And so it was after I graduated university that I I truly met Jesus for the first time. And um, for me, it was all in. I mean, when I met Jesus truly... Um, my life was his forever. And so I I remember the the night after I made my my decision to follow Christ, I was um, struggling because I wasn't sure where to go, what to do, how to do. And I just prayed a prayer and I said, Lord, you know, my life is yours. I am going to trust you to take me and do with me whatever you want. And oh my word, he has been so faithful in that. He took a farm boy from northern Indiana and I have, had the blessing and honor of, of being in 33 different countries, teaching in, um, double digit countries. And, um, yeah, what a blessing that's been. And then to be able to come back to campus and to share that with my students and to encourage them to live a life of faith, a life that is a hundred percent in the hands of Jesus. And no matter where he takes you, no matter what he does, it's always understanding that it's always for our best. And, um, and it's for his glory and honor. And to just be able to to do that in the lives of these young people is something that I could have never imagined when I was their age being able to do.
0: I get the impression that you can't wait to get to work every
2: day. I you know, it's amazing when you can wake up in the morning and pinch yourself and say, I actually get to go do this. What an honor. What a joy it is. I love it. Tony,
0: I know you're the same way.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not a morning person, so I'm not really excited about getting up in the morning sometimes. But once I do get up and uh, get a chance to get moving around, yeah, I'm excited to get here and work with people like Kent. And uh, that's what makes Bethel so special. I mean, uh, we have a great place. We have a great university here in Mishawaka, but it's all about our people. And uh, the fact that I get the the, the honor to work with the people I do, our coaching staff, our administration, folks like Kent, the faculty, it's just a, a great opportunity to to show Jesus to a lot lot of people in a lot of ways.
0: Kent, I know there are are times that uh, that Tony's going to send our uh, potential future student-athletes to go back and watch the Tony Natale show, and there's going to be sides. Go back and listen to uh, edition number two when when Dr. Kent Eby was on the program. So I want to give you this opportunity time right now in our closing time together is if a potential uh, mom and dad are watching this program or a potential student-athlete, And for someone who's not physically playing athletics, why do you think this is such a great place to be involved in education-based athletics? Why is Bethel special?
2: Bethel's special because it's a place, a safe place where people can come and inquire and learn. And if you are a person of faith, your faith can grow. If you're not a person of faith, you can meet Jesus and decide at that point um, the path that you're going to take in your life. Um, it's a place of of respect. It's a place that I think um, seeks to honor Jesus with all that we are. And um, for me, it's it's kind of selfish if I'm going to be really honest. For me, um, I love to see what God does in the lives of our athletes and in our students now. But as much as that, what God's going to do in their lives when they graduate and they get out into the world and they're 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 world changers, and that's part of the the mission statement of Bethel. We want to pour ourselves into these young people, prepare them for the gospel, prepare them for the kingdom of God, and send them out to change the world
0: There's a lot of people, Tony, that you and I have been blessed to uh to see go out and really kind of making a difference and I'm going to bring this back to where you and I started and we were doing basketball together and one one uh, case in point a uh, young man who who we had a chance who you helped recruit. Corey lance uh, of course uh, former bethel player scrappy hard-nosed guy he's the kind of guy who's diving on the floor for loose balls but Corey, what he's doing over at transformation ministries but that faith of cory lance was honed in by the dynamic spiritual experience that he had here at bethel and i think i think i'm probably safe to say and say this to you too kent that with those type of experiences that's the kind of things that can happen
1: oh for sure you know Corey. uh was always on the floor, including one time in pregame when his dad was out here as the AD uh, mopping the floor and he fell and hit his head and got a concussion couldn't play. Yeah, I remember that really well. But uh, <laughs> yeah, probably better than he does. But uh, yeah, he, he has made so many, uh, so much of an impact with the, with the kids here in the local community and to see what he's able to do over at Transformation Ministries and now they have a gym over there and the expansion he's been able to do. Uh, you know, He has a heart for the Lord and, and you now he has a great family he comes from, but I do believe a lot of that was honed by his time here at Bethel and what, he, what he's been able to do while he was here.
0: Dr. Kent, thanks for taking time to be with us here today. Continued blessings on what you're doing here.
2: Thank you. It's my pleasure.
0: It's totally awesome. Yeah. Tony, taking a look at some of the things that we have coming up on the on the future programs. I know we've talked about having some other people, some coaches. We have sports information we want to acknowledge. What do you have on on the uh, uh, as we look into that telescope and what's what's on the horizon for the program.
1: Well, like you said, I have some coaches in mind. I definitely want to get the rest of our staff that, get, uh, you know, not the coaches, but our sports information people, our trainers, some other folks involved in this as well. So we'll see who's available and what we can get done. But we have a, a wide variety of folks that we can get on here and just let the people in the community know how special Bethel Athletics is.
0: And once again, if you're going back to what we talked about at the top of the program, if someone would like to get involved and help uh, – the athletes here at uh, Bethel university. What direction do you want them to take?
1: Uh, I mean, you can get on our website. You can find my email, my cell phone number right on there. Uh, Give me a call, drop me an email, text, whatever you want to do. And I'd be happy to get back with you and meet, meet with you. And uh, we can go from there, but we'd love to have your support in any way. Uh, You would, you would, find that our student-athletes are tremendous young men, tremendous young women to invest in, and uh, they, they will be, as Kent said, they will be world changers by the time they get out of here for sure. That's going to do it for edition
0: number two of the Tony Natale Show. Special thanks to Dr. Kent for Tony Natale. My name is Paul Condry of the Regional Radio Sports Network. Thanks for joining us here from Bethel University in Michigan, Indiana. God bless you all.